Time to get out of bed, Sleepy. No, seriously, is it still dark outside? I can hear Mama snoring still. Go back to bed. I can't sleep. I got the itchies. So what am I supposed to do about it? Just wake up with me. No thanks. Come on, I can't be here all alone in my thoughts. I'll go crazy. Well, welcome to the club. Wake me up when it's actually morning. No, 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 no. Wait, Indiana. I have a great idea for this episode, and I, I want to run them by you. Oh, DJ, is any fun? What is it? I was thinking about that episode we did about our rents and what they do to annoy us. Remember that? Yeah, season one, episode 16. Wow, your memory is really good. Still trap. Yeah, well, I was thinking that today we could talk about all the things that we do to annoy our rents. Fabulous, great. We'll roll with that idea in a couple of hours, please. No, 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 no. I, I was thinking we, you know, we should do it now while I'm inspired. Inspire yourself later when I'm fully awake. No, I, I really do think we should do it now. Later. Now. Damn it, Zeddy. Come on, Indiana, humor me. Think of it this way. Once we're done with the episode, you can go take a nap. It's the beauty of dog life. Napping is a required part of our domesticated life. Remember how little nap time we used to get running the streets? By the time dog godmother Jasmine rescued me, I was so tired from panic running the streets of L.A. that I slept on mother and father's lap for a straight week. Yes, everybody knows the story of Zeddy Stillskin. Do you know that they say that there's only like a dozen stories we tell as we get older? It just depends on which one fights its way to the forefront of our memory? Well, how about you go on and try and make new memories then and let me sleep a little while longer? Come on, I'm Chatty McGee. I'm ready to record. Fine, let me just down to a dog and get some food in me first. The wrens aren't going to feed you yet. Indy, they're asleep. God damn it, Jenny. You know I hate working on an empty stomach. Okay, okay, I'll tell you what. First, we'll start off with a little... From the skyscrapers of New York to the coast of California, this is Doggo News. In our first story... Straight out of my nightmares. <laughs> totally. No, but out of England, a playful seal decided to join a couple of paddleboarders on a trek down river. Darren Ford and Kerry Rocket were paddling along the River Aaron near Littlehampton in West Sussex when a playful seal swam up to the group and swam right up onto Kerry's board. They had no food and were not encouraging them in any way, keeping their distance as much as possible. At first they were worried that the seal was in trouble, or maybe aggressive. But soon they realized he was just healthy and a bit curious. Tell you what, Indy, if a seal jumps up on our boards, there's going to be some interspecies battle royale going on. More like there's going to be some dog poop all over Daddy's board. Have you seen the size of the water dogs we come across paddling? What, they're like the size of a basketball? That's just the size of the head sticking out of the water. Oh, really? Yeah, they would probably sink the board if they got on it. Think about how big they are in proportion to their noggins. Oh, you guys aren't making me want to go out on the pad. Paddleboards with this story at all. Damn it, Mo, we told you not to sneak up on us like that. Sorry, you guys woke me up from all the jibber jab. Speaking of jabs, Mozart, you know I went to the vet because of you. What? 
What are you talking about? Yeah, I thought I had hip dysplasia, but turns out it's something else. I thought you said it could be arthritis. Yeah, but most likely it's because Mozart jumped on my back about a month ago and I haven't been the same since. Always blaming me. Listen, Mo, maybe you didn't mean to jump on my back so hard, but you did, okay? I had x-rays done thanks to the generous contributions of our Patreons, and sure enough, on part of my spine, right there where you jumped on me, it's a bit compacted. Or impacted. I'm not sure which one. But anyway, it's one of those pacted words. So now I'm on more medicine thanks to you. And I'm not supposed to exercise that much thanks to you. You're welcome. He's being sarcastic. Hi, Mo. Anyway, Mo, you're a lug muffin and you gotta remember that I'm... A rickety old cedar dog whose bones are very brittle. Please don't help me, Indiana. I'm just saying that you don't have the same leg and hip strength that you used to. I'm just asking you nicely, Mozart, if you'll please be a little less crazy with me. I can't help it. Whenever I see you, my... My mind just goes into WWD mode. What is that, like Metal Grease mode? No, I think you're thinking WD-40. No, WWD, World Wrestling of Dogs. (laughs) I don't know if you know this about me, but the dogs at the doggo park gave me the nickname of the Annihilator. I'm the best rough and tumbler there is. All the bets are on me. Okay, okay, take it down a notch, Mo. You are not a professional wrestler. (laughs) But I could be. For sure I could be. My wrestling name would be Onyx the Destroyer. Uh, should be. Onyx the Couch Hog. (laughs) What about you, Z? What would your wrestling name be? Macho Z, the Undertaker Widowmaker. That's a little bit long. We should have a wrestling match. Did you not hear what I just said a minute ago? You fucked up my back, Mozart. No, I think you're exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating. Well, then I think your wrestling name should be Z the Whining Senior. (laughs) He's a bit of a whiner in his old age. I'll kick the shit out of you both. (laughs) Try it, Sammy. But you would never, though, because you know better. Ha ha. Oh, Z, I could never really intentionally hurt you, and I'm sorry if I did. Really, I am. Alright, it's okay, Mo. I- I'm sure it'll heal. Just send the vet bill to the minge. No, she has her own bills she's gotta take care of. Yeah, but I'm her most expensive loving bill. Okay, can we move out already? Oh, yeah. I, I want to contribute again to this week's doggo news. Okay, is it uplifting? No, not really, but it is newsy news. Alright, what is it, Mo? Well, you guys heard about that 70-pound black golden doodle named Delta, right? The one who was lost in Yellowstone National Park? Yep, that's the one. So what's your news? Did they find him? Well, you know, since he got loose in the park on June 22nd, there have been several sightings of Delta from the park guests which have given hope to his paw rent, Mike Mattis. Yeah, we heard. Should have just put some dog food out, or rather, humid food, like a nice big juicy steak. Yellowstone is huge, Indiana. I'm sure some wolf or coyote would get that steak before Delta would. Well, yeah, that was the worry, that the, actually a wolf or coyote or mountain lion would eat Delta before his owners found him. Jeez! Mike extended his vacation to the park even to make sure to try and find his dog. The park rangers could only devote a small amount of energy finding his dog because, well, fleshy visitors do all kinds of other stupid stuff at the national parks as well. Like falling off cliffs, taking a selfie. Or getting too close to a geyser and then burning up and exploding. Or trying to take a picture of a bear. I heard that some fleshy just got rammed by a giant bison recently. Mmm, bison. Anyways, the bad news is no one's reported seeing Delta in Yellowstone for a few days now. It's possible possible that Delta may be... Dog meat? City! Sorry, but come on. Some goofy-ass domesticated golden doodle probably doesn't have the survival skills he needs to last in the wild for very long. No, you're probably right. Unfortunately, this isn't the only time people have lost their dogs in the national parks. Even in Yellowstone, it's clearly stated that you have to keep your dog on leash at all times or in a ventilated car if the weather permits. And they're not allowed 
on most trails. So what you're saying is that it's the Fleshy's fault. Well, if the shoe fits. I feel bad for the Fleshy's, though. What about the unsuspecting Doodle? How is he supposed to know that he wasn't in Disneyland anymore? Yeah, you can't mess around in actual wilderness. Like I said, we domesticated doggos aren't bred for that kind of lifestyle. You sure wouldn't last a daisy. Never said I could. I'm a homebody now. My wrestling name is actually Homeboy Hero. Sounds like a delicious sandwich. That's probably what Delta is now to a hungry bear. Sorry, Fleshies. Follow the rules. That's all we're asking, okay? Follow the rules. There's not much to it. Just follow the signs. Don't jump in the geysers. Stay on the trails. And keep your fucking dog on leash. Have a little compassion, Cousin Z. I'm sure Mike and his family are devastated. Agreed. But, you know, negligence is negligence. Do you say that to Fleshies who accidentally let their kids drown in the pool on the 4th of July? I do, actually. In my head, I do. Okay, we know that Jenny has a dark sense of humor, so uh, let's just move on. In our next story, a man out of North Carolina used his doggo's sense of adventure to help save some wildlife. I wonder if he let his dog loose in the wild to feed it to a starving predator. Jenny! <laughs> John Rucker noticed something interesting whenever he took his dogs hiking. They would run into the tall grass and bring him back box turtles, like bringing him a gift. His boykin spaniels would gently lay them at his feet, unharmed. He mentioned it to a few people, and soon, biology teachers from the University of North Carolina reached out to him to ask if he could take their students out so they could put transmitters on the turtles to study them. Several years later, the outing were so successful that Rucker was fielding calls from wildlife veterinarians and zoologists who were studying turtle populations. So he got more spaniels and used golf balls and bacon grease to train them as turtle trackers. Now, two decades later, Rucker's trained spaniels are high in demand. Okay, I could be down with sniffing out some turtles. Even if they're the snapping kind? Never mind. Oh, what happened to Mr. Brave Mo? Well, that's not my wrestling name. I didn't say it was. In fact, I would like to change my wrestling name to Teenage Mutant Ninja Mozart. Oh, boy. You know, for the turtles. In our final story, out of Arizona, where temperatures have recently reached upwards of the surface of the sun, on Saturday, a woman was walking her husky Coda. Coda fixated on a red cooler with a black trash bag inside of it. The cooler was left outside of the Fearless Kitty Rescue Organization. When Coda wouldn't stop sniffing at the cooler, her owner decided to open it. When she did, she found a fearless kitty of her own. The cooler contained a little black cat. The kind fleshy took her in and named her Julian, which in Danish culture means fearless. Way to hold on there, little kitty. A spokesman for the rescue said that the cooler was not cold or cool. What is wrong with you fleshies? Yeah, first release your dog into the wild and then dropping off your kittens in closed coolers? Come on! It was probably the work of some kid who didn't know any better. Oh, and that makes it right? I would say abandoning a kitten inside of a closed cooler is the equivalent of dropping off your baby in a public restroom garbage can. Oh yeah, I heard about that fleshy story too. Probably the fleshies won't think of it as the equivalent. Uh Uh-huh, because fleshies first. But if you're a Buddhist, then you believe that all sentient beings have the right to life. You don't have to be Buddhist to be a decent human being, Mo. Very true. The respect for animals is long overdue. I want to tell the people so they understand the truth. No, 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 not a rap, please. Some fleshies are bad, some fleshies are good. Go, Grandmaster Z. But if you treat us like shit, we'll bite your fucking ass. Uh, well, that didn't rhyme, though. You know, not all raps gotta rhyme, Mozart, okay? I think that they kinda do. <laughs> yeah, it seems to work better when they rhyme. All right, all right, can we just move on? We're talking this episode about things that we do that annoy our power. Oh, there's quite a bit. I'm perfect, so I don't have any idea what you're talking about. No dog is perfect, Mo. 
Oh, very true. Except for me. The minge says so. It's gotta be true. Anyway, I'll go first. I've noticed that something I've added to my repertoire as of late, thanks to Finn showing me the way, is that in the morning, when Mother is wrangling my harness and leash for a walk, I like to run away from her and play keep away so she has to, you know, chase me a bit. Stupid! It just takes us longer to get out the door, especially when I have to pee. It's a fun little cat and mouse game. I'm the mouse and she's the cat. Yeah, I noticed that you do that. Uh, what's the point? To prove my mother's love. Really? Do you really need to do that? Mother obviously loves you. Well, I know, but it's still kind of fun. <laughs> she really does get annoyed by it. Okay, now it's your turn, Indy. I don't really annoy the rents. Bah! Yeah, come on. Okay, okay, okay. I think sometimes I annoy them when... You freeze in the middle of the room or a hallway because you're a crippling fear of shadows? No, I wasn't going to say that, even though, yes, that may annoy them. When you fart those silent but deadly farts that can clear a whole room? No, I wasn't going to say that either, but uh, how do you know it's me in that motard? Oh, uh, because my butthole is perfect. Bah! Well, I was going to say when I poop downhill. <laughs> and they have to just go chase it after my rolling poop to pick it up. Yeah, that is a kind of a new thing you like to do. Yeah, I know, it's funny. It's more about the grip that I can get around an angle, but yeah, I still love watching them hustle down the hill to pick up my poop. <laughs> cruel. <laughs> kind of funny, but cruel. <laughs> what about you, Mozart? Fess up. There's got to be something that you do that annoys the minge. Hmm, nothing. Really, I told you. Uh, I'm perfect. Nobody has a better dog, and well, that's what she says all the time. Because she's brainwashed. Yeah, and that's not technically true, because she always talks about how I'm the sweetest dog. Well, you may be sweet, but you're not the perfect dog like me. Oh, I know what drives them crazy about you. What? You're a psycho! I am not. Ha! <laughs> yeah, Indiana's right. If a big dog even crosses the other side of the street, you turn into a full-on serial killer dog maniac. American Psycho! Mo Bundy! Jeffrey Dogger! The Golden State Killer Dog! Oh, that doesn't work as well. The original Dog Stalker! Oh, that's much better. I am not crazy. I get a little aggro when I see other dogs, especially big dogs. Napoleon Complex! But I'm working on it. What, are you going to see a therapist? No. <laughs> <laughs> then what? Well, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm barking a little bit less. Ha, <laughs> yeah, right. You're such a liar, Motai. I am not. I told you I'm perfect. Hold up, hold up. Wait a second. I just got this breaking news on my desk. We got a live update that Delta has been found in Yellowstone and is safe and back home with his paw rents. Woohoo! An Idaho-based volunteer animal rescue group, Ladies and the Trap, apparently played a key role in helping the owners retrieve Delta. And also, a correction to our story, we called Delta a he, and in fact, he is actually a she. So, congratulations, Delta and Mike Matsis and their brood, and I take back everything bad I said, except for keeping your dog safe on a leash. Monday's Mutts! A dog has been rescued by sailors after wandering through the Arctic for more than a week, according to Russian state media. The crew of a Russian icebreaker ship came across a Samoyed dog deep in the ice fields of northern Russia. The dog named Ika was returned to his owner in the village. Ika's remarkable feat of endurance is rare, but dogs are known for their ability to survive in difficult conditions. Yeah, like in 2019, some workers found a dog 135 miles off the coast of Thailand near an oil rig. There's also the story of a French bulldog that same year who survived a jump from a six-story building. What is he, a witchy cat? You rang? Yeah? Oh, hey, witchy cats. No, Indiana just accidentally said your name. Sorry. Well, adios, then. No, wait, don't go. Oh. Wow, 
that was fast. I was going to ask how their automaton was doing. Who, Fred? I think they named him George. Who cares how that hunk of junk is doing? I can't get over thinking about what I'd do if I had nine lives. I care, and it's not a hunk of junk. It's a great addition to our gang if we need stuff. I'm thinking skydiving. Maybe even I'd try flying in a squirrel suit. Doggy parkour for sure. Whoa, I must be psychic. I just had a dream about doggy parkour. All right, all right. Can we just move on already? Are we back to what we do that annoys the rents? Yes. Well, the other thing that I know for sure that annoys Emo is that I, uh, well, <laughs> in the middle of the night, right when she's in the middle of the deepest sleep modes, I like to jump on the bed and nudge her heavily on her arm. Uh, yeah, you scratched Mother's arm hard the other night, too, while she was sleeping. I saw the scratches you left on her. Yeah, Mozart, not cool. Sometimes I need attention. Both you and Zeddy are attention-seeking whores. She may get annoyed, but at the end of the day, she still loves me. I also like to annoy the rents by not coming when they call sometimes. You know, because I often need alone time. Yeah, we doggies can't always be at your beck and call. And then they try to grab me to hang out with them, but I push my little ass all the way to the back of the crate so it's really hard for them to reach me. Wow, do you do that too, Indiana? They don't want to hang out with her like they do with me. That's not true. The truth is, is that I'm already by their side because I am loyal. What a kiss ass. This week's Breed of the Week is the Rhodesian Ridgeback. Mother and father incorrectly thought that I was part roadie because I was so similar in pumpkin color when I was younger and I had a little bit of a marking on my back. Rhodesian Ridgebacks are strong, athletic, and lean types of dogs that can weigh between 70 to 85 pounds and come in a variety of wheaten colors, from pale to the less commonly seen brown. You say wheaten, I say pumpkin. They are a unique South African dog originally bred to hunt lions, which gives them the also-known name as the African Lion Hound. Yikes. They love to run and can make excellent family guardians, although they sometimes have an issue with other animals, especially smaller dogs, often mistaking them for prey. They're known to be independent, strong-willed, and they're not really the, you know, barking kind of a dog. But they do need a lot of exercise being as athletic as they are. Their life expectancy ranges from 10 to 12 years. Too damn short! Among the first fleshies in the United States to breed Rhodesian Ridgebacks was the movie star Errol Flynn, who raised them on his ranch. This good-looking breed of a dog recently took first place in the Hound Group at the 2019 AKC National Championship. That dog's name was Penny, which I like since Rhodes do have fur color like copper. It's called Pumpkin Mo. Maybe for you because you're a mutt, but this doggo was a bit classier than you are. Whatever. Moving on. This week's Breed of the Week is brought to you by our fuckable Patreons. Leisha Larson, Olga Ekman, Bailey, Lexi, Teresa, Willie Walter, and Stife and Tambo London. Digging deep. And doggo health. The Zeddy and Indy Show do not claim to be experts in pet health, and anything they say is meant for informational or educational purposes, and not intended as medical advice. Please consult your veterinarian when treating your dog or pet. Also, fuck kibble. In today's Doggo Health, we'd like to briefly touch on fleas and ticks. Just in time for summer. Your dog is itchy, you say? Sometimes it can be from a skin allergy, but oftentimes it can be from fleas. Hate him! So, what do you do? Give your dog a bath? Put a flea collar on him? Give him an oral treatment? Yes, yes, and yes. Or maybe, maybe, and maybe. Or no, no, and no. Well, which is it? Exactly. The truth is, it really varies from dog to dog. Some dogs are prone to getting flea bites. Like me. 
And some are allergic to fleas. Like me. And some rarely get affected by fleas at all. Like me. So it's really dependent on the dog and also what other types of medications he's on or any types of allergies or irritations he might have. For example, because of my new heart and blood pressure medication, I'm no longer allowed to use oral flea medication. So I'm back to using Frontline once a month. But sometimes I find that in the summertime when the fleas are really biting, a couple of baths a month, you know, they with a good flea shampoo also really helps. Agreed. But in general, you don't want to give your dog a flea bath more than once a week in case he's sensitive and gets irritated by the products. Yeah, we dogs have our own ways of taking care of nature, so don't try to overdo it with us. And remember, there was a recent alarm due to the flea collar Soresto. According to USA Today, it was possibly linked to over 1,700 dogs' deaths without an EPA warning. So definitely do your doggy due diligence. Or your doo-doo diligence. And don't forget about what can happen if your dog tries to chew the fleas off him. He can swallow the flea and that can sometimes turn into worms. Yeah, if you notice any small rice-shaped white things in your dog's poop, you may want to have him checked out for worms. Disgusting. Unless, of course, they taste like escargot because, you know, I learned recently that I like snails. Yeah, we remember. And most importantly this summer, keep your dogs hydrated and if you're outside for long periods of time with them, make sure they can get some shade too. Yeah, lots of fleshies don't know, but when the temperature is hot outside, it can be extremely hot on the dog's paws. Yeah, for example, if it's 77 degrees outside, that means the asphalt could be 125 degrees. It's always a good idea to put your hand on the ground to check. It may be too hot for your dog's paws to go for that long walk you were thinking about in the middle of the day. That's why I like the parks. Lots of grass. Spoiled. Or I'll wear my little shoes. Ridiculous. Would you look at that? We are running out of time. Better get to the book. 865 reasons why having a dog is so much better than having a kid. Reason number 347. Puberty. Well, I don't know what that means. Look it up, Mozart. Well, I don't have opposable thumbs. The thing about puberty is that we doggos don't go through it like the way flesh blobs do. Yeah, and we female doggos don't go through the menopause, I think. Oh, jeez, I hope not. Okay, I looked it up. The definition says that it's the period during which adolescents reach sexual maturity and become capable of reproduction. Yep, for us doggos, we generally get clipped before we get too horny or hormonal. Speak for yourself. I'm still a horny doggy. Oh, boy. Yeah, keep it to yourself, Mozart. Why do you think I have so many stuffed animal toys? Like I said, keep it to yourself, Mozart. And did somebody have a rag to wipe out my mouth because I was just playing with one of his toys? Anyway, it's not like we're going through raging hormone explosion, pain in the ass attitude, mood swings, want to kill everyone kind of thing the way kids do. Thank God, I could not handle all of that. Yeah, me neither. No, we just get neutered and spayed, and then that's pretty much it. But when you have a kid, watch out. You may want to rent an Airbnb just for yourself to get away. Is that also where the flesh bobs start to look like a warty pig? <laughs> <laughs> They're called pimples, Mozart. Yeah, those little zip-faced horny teens are really scary looking. Ha! Who's the mean one now? I mean, I had that one wart on my face, but since the vet had cut it off, it has not grown back. Well, you better knock, knock, knock on wood. I can't even imagine what it would be like walking around school with a pizza face. Well, thank God you're not a fleshy. Yeah, thank God. You guys are really shallow. There's more to life than just looks. Yeah, true. There's also a cool factor that most of these flesh blobs can't seem to figure out at that age either. So what are you saying is that it sucks to be a kid sometimes? In comparison to a doggo? Absolutely. Well, unless you're a dog without a home. 
Word. Well, that's it for today, fleshy friends. Thanks again for tuning in. Make sure you spread the word and tell all your mutt-loving pals to listen to our show. And if you haven't already, please rate and review our show and consider becoming a Patreon so that we can continue our show. Just go to patreon.com forward slash the Zeddy and Indie Show to learn more. And check out our social media pages to read about today's topics. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, smell you later. later.